good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I have an awesome, awesome guest on the show today. This guy is um, a, a fairly new friend of mine. Eric Cornelius, welcome to the show. He was the first one on. Wow. Um, and Robert Broker. So we have some, some, you know, I've had some amazing guests on the show, as you guys know. Um, today I have a guy that is a number one best-selling author. He trains real estate people or agents, I believe, realtors around the entire country. Um, he does coaching and, and helps people. What's up, Daniel Joseph? How you doing, man? So um, I want to welcome my new friend and buddy, Jim McCord, to the show. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me. Um, hey, my honor, man. So um, I know you're a busy guy, um, but I, and I, so I want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to, to be on here today. Um, you know, I created this show back in, um, I don't know, I think April, March or April of, of 2018, and I have interviewed about 145, I think, um, celebrities and entrepreneurs and, and go-getters of, of every walk of life. And, and I, I created this to help people have a breakthrough because we all, and you and I just talked a little bit about it, but we all get stuck in life and, and have a very difficult time getting unstuck in some cases. And that's what this is about, is helping other people. So as you know, by hearing somebody else's story, it can be quite empowering sometimes, right? Exactly. Yeah. So let's start with you, man. Let's talk about where you were, where you were born and raised. I'm 61 years old, and uh, I was born in Fort Thomas, Kentucky, and uh, actually moved around a little bit, but always in the greater Cincinnati area. Fort Thomas is right across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. And uh, so I moved around, but always in greater Cincinnati area, and so this is my home. I love it here. I love to travel. Okay. Like travel in a car or on airplanes or... Well, you name it and I'll do it. When I was 20 years old, I bicycled from the East Coast to the West Coast. Oh, my from the, Lord. Yeah, from the from the Atlantic, from Williamsburg, Virginia to Florence, Oregon. And then when I was 45, I ran from the West Coast to the East Coast. I ran from San Diego to Washington, D.C. for diabetes awareness. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, I've driven, I've driven across the country seven times now, and uh, I, I love travel, foot. Drive, fly, you name it, bicycle. Yeah, traveling, yeah. traveling fanatic. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. We have that in common. I love it. I never bicycled across the country, however, so you got me there. But the, the, so, so you were, you moved, you said you moved around a, a bit as a child. No, as a child, we pretty much lived always in Fort Thomas. Oh. As an adult, uh, it's funny. I was, uh, I was married 14 years divorced 14 years and now I'm back with that same wife the last six and a half years so you know it's kind of a funny unique story but those 14 years that uh, that we were divorced I moved four or five times always in the area that wanted to stay close to the kids yeah yeah so so you you got so you went to school there and and I, I assume graduated high school and all that down there yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, Highlands High School and in Northern Kentucky University, and that's actually where I'm at now. They have an incredible recreation center that I belong to for like 25 years, and I probably work out of this rec center more than I do uh, my home or my office. I absolutely love it. You're not like sitting in the locker room, though, right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I call it Jim McCord's office because I'm here all the time. It's this <laughs> awesome room in the gym. It has comfortable chairs. It's got couches. And uh, nobody ever uses it but me. So right. I call it Jim McCord's office. I love it. Love it. Love it. So so you so you went to, to college there, graduated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I graduated with a degree in business management in nineteen eighty. Okay. Um and and so where where did that take you in life after you graduated? Well, you know, my father was always in sales and uh I ended up landing a sales job with a small company in Cincinnati, and that lasted a couple years. And then I, I had heard about I wanted to be a federal agent for whatever reason. I wanted to be a federal agent, so I researched that, and I found what looked like the easiest way to get in in the safest position of all the federal agents was something called postal inspector. So I applied to the post office and I got a job and I carried mail for like four or five years until that position came open. Then I took the test and I actually got approved and went through training. And uh, I, I was in training and our first son was born when I was in training up in Potomac, Maryland. Wow. And yeah. And so I missed the birth of my son. And in that position, I would have moved quite a bit. So just kind of you know, looking at life, I decided uh, maybe that position was not for me. So I got out of the postal inspection service, out of no longer a federal agent, and I went into marketing for the post office. And people laugh at that, but the post office actually does have a marketing department. Really? Yeah, I did that for years and uh, enjoyed it. But, you know, it was typical post office, and I didn't like the constraints of that. So I took a couple other sales jobs for the next four or five years, and I always like sales. I enjoy it. I enjoy meeting people. But how, it, real estate has always intrigued me. And I think that's true of a lot of people. A lot of people say, well, I thought about getting my real, life, real estate license. And I did, too, over the years. And I'll tell you the deciding factor that made me get into real estate, Ken. Well, uh, every I, I got I I, to before we go there, I got to ask you, though, a, a question, because the. The federal agent thing, I like that, man. Yeah. Did you like pack? Were you packing heat, going, showing up at the post office to inspect mail with a gun, or how did that? What was that like? Well, it would have been. It's it's a, it's a federal agent position in the post office, and I it's it's a long story. We don't want to talk about that too much, but I got out of that in the middle of training because I missed the birth of my first son. Right. And that that just. That really killed me. We have four children, two girls and two boys, and the two girls were born first, mm -hmm. and then Jimmy was born, and uh, I was up there at training, and they told me that when my son was born, because obviously we knew when I left for 13 weeks training that you know we were going to have a baby, right. and they told me before I left that I could fly back and be there for a few days. Well, Jimmy was born on a Saturday night. I missed it. I flew home on the first flight from, uh. from Reagan on uh, – I think it was it was a different name, but Washington, D.C. airport on a Sunday morning. And uh, my instructor said I had to be back Monday morning for training. Mm. And I and I said, no, I said, I'll come back as soon as I bring my my wife and our son home. And they said, no, Jim, if you're not back by Monday morning, you're out. 
So I thought about it long and hard on Sunday, and I just realized uh, I don't want the post office control in my life. So I got out of there and, and got into marketing, which I actually enjoyed in the postal service. That's okay. Wow. I, yeah. I've just never heard of, uh, like, a, I, I never thought, I don't know that anybody would think like a federal agent postal inspector dude, like, yeah. that that's like a federal agent yeah. position. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's a great wow. position. It really is. Wow. I, I, it's funny. Yesterday I was at the post office and I, I, I picked up the uh, application for a, um, a, a, um, what's a passport. And and because I've never had a passport and I have people wanting me to travel with them to me out of the country now. And I'm like, you know, um, I should probably get one of these then. And, and I, I, the woman, the woman explained the thing to me. I'm like, what the heck? This is like I, I, I didn't realize what goes into getting a passport. It's crazy. Yep. So so okay. So you got into marketing, and then then you took some other sales jobs, and 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 eventually you got really intrigued by real estate. That's where we were when I interrupted you. My apologies. No problem. And, and the reason what I was getting at the reason I got into real estate, and I actually have it in my book, is because we worked with three realtors before we bought our first house. And we worked with three because the first two, Amy and I didn't like. It seemed like they were just trying to sell us every house that we walked in. Mm. And instead of showing us a bunch of houses and letting us tell them what house. And the third realtor was not much better. And I, you know, I remembered that that was years before. Uh, and I wasn't real happy in the sales position I was in. And I had decided I was going to make a career change and find another sales career. And I thought if someone were to get into real estate and treat people the way they want to be treated, the way people should be treated, instead of just trying to sell them a house, they might do really good. So, <laughs> right. so yeah, that's why I got into real estate. And actually, I have it in my book. Wow. Uh, and, and I don't say this to be mean. It's just true. I say in the book, uh, 25, here I am 25 years later after dealing with thousands of realtors, not just three like I did before we bought a house. But yeah. my opinion of the industry is lower now than it was before we got in. And, and I don't, I want to be careful there because I don't want to knock realtors. There's a whole lot of really good professional caring realtors. There's a lot. Yeah. But the problem with our industry is it's so easy to get in that any, almost anybody can get a real estate license, and that's a real problem. And, and I blame that on the brokers, truly, and it's pretty pretty unanimous with almost almost all brokers. There are some small brokers that are selective, but for the most part, all the nationwide and all the regional and most of the local brokers will, if, you're, if you are breathing and you pass the state test, you can be a realtor in our office. Yeah. And that's, that's not a good thing. But, but I will say this. And I tell this to everybody I coach and to agents I recruit. I also recruit agents into Keller Williams. And those, my recruits, I coach for free. So if you're thinking about getting into real estate or if you're not happy where you're at, contact me. Yeah. But uh, it's a phenomenal industry for that exact reason. Because if you get in and you do work five or six days a week and you work, and I mean work eight or nine or ten hours a day, and you treat people right, you will really take off as opposed to getting a sales job in, 
in another industry where all the salespeople are professional. Because let's face it, a Fortune 500 company is not going to hire just anybody who walks in the door. So when you're competing in the other industries in the sales world, you have real competition. We don't have much competition. So it's kind of a dream career. So don't think I'm knocking the career. It's a great career. It really is. It's just, and I, and I, you know, it's, it's like a lot of things, quite honestly, it's, it, there's a very low barrier to entry. Um, and, and yet to do it right, you gotta, you gotta like have some sort of a, a budget. That's one of the things that I, I've, I, which you and I talked before and it's like, you know, I've had a lot of realtors come to me for marketing help or a website or whatever over the years. And, and it's like, you know, well, you, you, you can't have champagne dreams and, and, you know, little King's budget. Like you, you gotta, you gotta invest in what you're trying to build. So, you know, and, and, and again, I, I know a lot of me, I've got some really, really good friends that are realtors that are, that are phenomenal. Um, and, and I'm glad to hear you say realtor correctly. There's no vowel between the L and T. And, you know, most realtors still to this day, not most, a lot of realtors still say realtor. I know it. It's and my body. It makes me crazy. It does. And, and it's part of the unprofessionalism of the industry. But the statistics from National Association of Realtors has been the same all 25, well, 26 years now that I've been licensed, and I'm still licensed. I'm licensed in Ohio, and the statistics consistently have shown that within two or three years of getting licensed, 80% of those newly licensed realtors will be out of the business, 80%. Yeah. That's four out of five don't make it. Right. And I think they think if they pass a test and they get licensed and they pick a broker, the broker's going to give them leads. Nope. No broker gives you leads. I've been, <laughs> I've been with Remax Colwell Banker. I'm with Keller Williams now. None of them. They might give you a couple leads, right? But you're not going to make a living on leads they give you because they're not going to give you many. And all your friends and all your relatives and all your classmates are not going to call you. You actually right. have to work for business, and people don't realize that. And it, and I tell you, it's not their fault. Who I blame that on is the brokers. Yeah. The brokers and the owners and the managers need to educate these people when they come in and they say, "I'd like to be a realtor." They they should be saying, "Look, we'd love to have you, but let me tell you what this career involves. It's work." And I mean, you really have to work if you're going to make it in this business. And most brokers, the great majority, just don't do that. Well, and I, I think that, you know, again, that's that's probably not not. Um, I don't know that it's just the 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 real estate world. Right. But I do understand that there's a lot of realtors that, you know, you think you got you, you get some signs printed up. You get some business cards and, and okay, I've built it. Now they will come. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't work that way. 80% of them find out it's sad. It really is. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's not cheap going through all the real estate training and it's time consuming and taking the tests and, and passing it. And I know a lot of realtors that have taken that test several times before they passed it too. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that, but let me ask you this. Let's back up a little bit to where where you got started as a realtor. Like, um, what qualifies you to um, or what? Not, and maybe it's that plus like, what's the benefit that a realtor is going to get 
by you know working with you? What qualifies you to go there? Were you super successful as a realtor? Yeah, I was. Now, I off and on. You know, you and I talked a little bit before, and yeah. life is like this. Yeah. You know, and not everybody likes to admit that life is like that. Yep. Right. But it is like that. And, you know, if you look at statistics that you'll see on the Internet or on Facebook, they say 20 to 25 percent of people go through depressions in their life. Yeah. I call I call BS on that because I am convinced 100 percent of people go through depressions in their life. Yeah. And certainly some people go through true clinical depressions where they're bedridden and they can't do anything. That's a different situation. Right. But I I. I I'm no different than anybody else. I went through I went through some pretty serious downs in my life, and I, I appreciate those. But my real estate career has been the same. I've been the top agent in my county numerous years. Uh, quite often, I would say more than half the years of those 25 years, 26 now, I was the top agent in whichever office I was working in. But I had plenty of down years. Sure. You know, don't get me wrong. I had plenty of down years. Sure. So, so after spending 25 years as an agent, right, um, you decided to get into, well, you wrote a book, which, uh, again, I'll put it back up on the screen. Jim's book is a number one bestseller. It's called A Revolution in Real Estate Sales. And, and there it is. I have it up on the screen as well. Um, so, and it's available on Amazon. It's a number one bestseller which is a, a, an unbelievable accomplishment. So let's talk about um, that. What, how long ago did you write that book? I wrote the book about two and a half years ago. Okay. And it's funny to this day, you know, I have uh, my best friend, Ken, uh, we met in the first grade. His name's Bob. My very best friend died this year, May 1st. Oh, wow. 60, 61 years old. Yeah, he had early dementia. And at the funeral, our other four four other high school friends and I agreed to uh, get together once a month. We have a lunch tomorrow. Mm. And um, I forget where I was going with that. What question did you ask me? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do that I, I myself. I can't believe that. Yeah. I just totally lost my train of thought. And then 61. Well, I, 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 I asked about how long ago you wrote the book. And, oh, and, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what I, where, where I was going with that was it's funny because when I wrote that book, and, it, and when you say bestseller, it's not bestseller in like New York Times. New York Times. It's bestseller in real estate, in the real estate category. Right, right. But uh, my friends laugh at me. They said, McCord wrote a bestselling book. Are you kidding me? And it's funny because I would have thought the same thing, you know, five or six or 10 years ago, because I would never have thought about it. even though I had success, I was doing selling real estate pretty much the same way everybody else was. Right. And then nine and a half years ago, I started doing something different. I joined a company where you could send out custom greeting cards. Yeah. And I started using that as opposed to sending out the company information and company literature that, that I sent out to the, the previous 16 years. I started creating custom cards, and on the front of the card, I would put either that person's house or that person's family or their picture or their company, and it really worked for me. I mean, it really worked well. So I, I used that for about six or seven years, and it was without question the best marketing I had done 
And none of the major companies to this day have anything that can touch it. And like I said, I'm with the number one company in the country, Keller Williams, yeah. and they, they don't have any marketing like this. So it was so phenomenal, I wanted to share it, and I started making some videos. If you just search Jim McCord on YouTube, you'll see I have over 100 videos. Well, the videos were getting a lot of views, a whole lot of views. Yeah. And I thought, well, if I got thousands of people looking at my videos, maybe I should write a book. And I even kind of laughed at that. And I thought, well, I'll write a book and I'll throw it on Amazon as an ebook. And if mm -hmm. it sells, great, because you can do that at no cost. Yeah, right. Now, it took about nine months to write the book. I sat down for an hour a day almost every night before I went to bed and wrote the book and revised it. Then I showed it to a bunch of realtors and revised it. So after nine months, I had an ebook and I threw it on Amazon. And within like three months, I made about four grand and I couldn't believe it. Well, that four grand was enough to go ahead and get the first printing of books. So I had them printed wow. hard, you know, hard, well, not hard copy, but it's soft copy. But yeah, and uh, those those sold, too. So those are on Amazon now. And, and, the, and the gist of my book and the reason that it sells, Ken, and I say that in the first couple chapters, and like if you don't want to buy it, you can go to Amazon and click on. A preview book or read book, I think it's called, and you can read the first eight pages. This book is different than any other real estate book that you'll ever read because all the other books, and I previewed hundreds of them, and I've read probably 40 or 50, they all teach the same thing, which is cold phone calling, door knocking, something called farming in our industry where you pick 500 to 700 homes and you mail to them four or five times a year. And you call them and you remind them that you're the expert. And that's the way real estate's been done for all 25 years. Well, wow. when I started using that custom greeting card company, yeah, it was so much better because people don't want cold phone calls. And they sure as hell don't want somebody knocking at their door. I don't, you <laughs> right. don't, nobody does. So it, does it make sense that you're trying to do business with someone? And so the first thing you're going to do is irritate them. No. Right. Now, it does work because I did it for 16 years. You know, I paid the Mike Ferry organization. That was the coaching organization that I used 25 years ago, and it works. But you got to call, and those statistics are out there, too. You can Google search them. If you're going to cold phone call people, you got to call about 100 people to get two or three leads. So what you're doing is you're irritating 97 or 98 people. <laughs> right. Really, to get right. two or three leads. And it's miserable. It so, is. And, and there's a couple things that go along with that. Number one, very few people are willing to make 100 cold phone calls a day. Right. I did, and it worked. And you get business that way. Yeah. Very, very few. So most of them won't do it. And then secondly, even if you will do it, do you really want to irritate 97 or 98 people to get two or three leads? So that's why, you know, using this system works so much better. Instead of doing that prospecting, I got a completely different method. It's in the book. And I, and I say on some videos – if anybody ever buys this book, it's only $9.95 on Amazon. If anybody ever buys it and they, they feel like it was a waste of $10, just send it to me. Call me up, send it to me, and I promise you I'll send you your $10 back. And I haven't, I haven't had one. Nobody's, nobody sent me my book back in two and a half years. So I've sold over 15,000 copies. Wow. And it's kind of life-changing. You know, that, that's how I got into coaching. You know, I, I wrote this book, and I started getting calls. Yeah. Even as an ebook, realtors around the country were calling and I was given all this advice and I don't mind that. I love talking to people. I yeah. love talking to people, especially realtors. Yeah. And I thought uh, I was I was watching a YouTube video as my oil was getting changed about a year and a half ago. And Jordan Adler, who is a nationwide speaker, a motivational guy, great guy. Yeah. He, he was uh, he had just put a new video up. 
and it was about it was what's your tether you know what's holding you back and it was a phenomenal thing you know something's holding each and every one of us back and i thought man i really want to coach but i just i don't know if i can do it and then i watched that video and at the end of that video i thought nope i'm going to be a real estate coach and literally i started you know doing it part-time while i was selling homes and i i really enjoy it you know i think after doing real estate or after doing anything for 25 years, you get kind of burnt out on it. And I absolutely love coaching realtors, new realtors or experience. So it's, it's kind of, it's been a life changing experience and it all started because I started doing something different than all the other realtors were doing. And, you know, I, I, I want to point something out because I, I, you know, I own a marketing firm. And I've done done this for a long time. My my wife was the global VP of marketing for a couple of ginormous companies, and and you know I, I've used the same the same custom greeting card company that you were talking about, and 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 you know so many people think marketing as even even Keller Williams today. You look at uh, you can't hardly watch television in prime time and not see some real estate company, national company advertising. And and, you know, they're spending millions and millions of dollars a year trying to get your attention. And I, I, I mean, I haven't read your book and I'm not in real estate, but I, I have a pretty good I, I have a good feeling the direction that it would go. I, I'm going to get a copy of it. But the you know. Marketing to, has changed significantly, and and if and and what you're teaching, uh, it, it sounds like you're teaching people attraction marketing. Well, here's what I'll tell you, Ken. Don't buy a book. I'll send you one. And also, I'd like to make an offer. Uh, the first 25 people that uh, send me a Facebook message, send me a Facebook message with your name and your address. I'll mail 25 free books out to, to people who are watching this. Wow. Yeah, I'll be happy to do that. And uh, that's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's a completely different book. It it really is. So I I appreciate the opportunity for you to share it. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. So so tell me, um, you know, so you do real estate coaching, um, and and do you get many do you get many um, realtors that are like brand new to the scene, or are they have they typically been beat up for a few years after you get them? I get both. Do you? I, I like coaching the new ones better because they have not been infected. <laughs> right. True. Because it's true. You know, right. you were said marketing is all the same as it is. And Remax, my company, Keller Williams, they have a company called Bold. Uh, all, all the companies still teach to this day cold phone calling, door knocking, Farming, and then of, of course, you know the computer marketing now on Facebook, and you know they they do teach some of that. But um, when I get the more experienced agents, they don't quite get it as quickly as a new agent. So right. the ones that do get it really do get it, and I and I enjoy coaching the experienced agents. But the new ones, like I said, they haven't been infected yet, so they're easier to train. And what's what's um, what what are why don't you if you don't mind give some and 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 again here's what I think I think that that you know yes there's a lot of realtors and yes you coach realtors exclusively it sounds like um, but there there are 
I don't care if you're selling real estate, um, residential, commercial, um, or your, your, and I saw my friend Pam Goodwin is on here. She's a commercial realtor down in, in, um, in the, the Dallas area and she's written some, a couple of books and she's phenomenal. I love, love Pam. Matter of fact, I went to Dallas and visited with her not long ago, but, but you know, I, I think that no matter what is, if it's car sales, if it's, if it's, um, if it's, if it's, um, you're selling home cleaning services or whatever, there are, there are some ways I'm sure that you teach knowing what I know, what I know about you that, that aren't about having to make those cold calls. Those are still, they still work. They still work. I do them too, but I have a different methodology now, way different than, than it used to be. And that's, that's a little bit of what you're talking about. So why don't you tell people, give, give some tips, some things that, that somebody that may be struggling right now in, in their sales career or whether it's real estate or whatever, what are some things you would tell somebody that's, that's struggling right now? Okay. I, there's a couple of things. Number one, you need to be different. There's between one and a half and two million realtors in this country alone. Whether, whether you're in a small market, medium market, or large market, you have a lot of competition. Mm. And when you think they're all doing pretty much the same thing, if you do something completely different, and if it happens to be something that your prospects enjoy, it works. And that's what I coach. So let's say that you can, let's say you and your wife are trying to sell your house and you list it with the top agent or some agent in, in your market. Right. And it, it doesn't sell. It's been on the market six months, nine months, a year, whatever, and it expires. It expires. So the next day you start getting phone call, phone call, phone call. And if you're in a big market, you might get 40 or 50 phone calls for the next few days from all these realtors who want to be with you. Wow. And you're going to start getting mailings in the mail. Well, what I started doing nine and a half years ago, I quit doing that. And what I did was I send them a custom greeting card. I drive by, take a picture of that house with mm. my phone. Back mm. then it was with my camera because our phones didn't take pictures. But right. drive by, take a picture with your phone. Go back home or to your office, get on a computer, or you can do it on your phone. Send them a custom greeting card, photo of their home when they open up the package. They're going to see a greeting card. Uh-oh. Your listing is expired. And then on the inside of the card is going to be a short message saying your listing is expired. Are you still interested in selling? Something to that effect. And then I'm completely different than any other realtor you ever met. So that's really different in itself. They, they open up a package. They see a card with a photo of their house. All the other agents are mailing these really nice four-color brochures with pictures of Colwell Banker and Remax and Keller Williams and everything else. And then they, they get this package. And, and along with that package, with that card, I always sent like two brownies or yep. four brownies or two dozen cookies. And it, it's just crazy how well it works. So the key is to be different. And that's one tip that I would give. And that same tip works with a for sale by owner. If you guys had your house for sale by owner and you tried selling it, you're getting all this garbage. I call it garbage. I did that garbage for 16 years, so I'm not knocking it. But when they get something that's about them and not about the realtor, it really works. Yes. And the other, the other tip I would give, uh, the, the one book that changed my real estate career more than anything else 
And I mention it in my book and I mention it in a lot of my videos, but it's not a real estate book. So no matter who's on this uh, webcast, whatever, no matter what business you're in, you need this book. It's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. It's phenomenal. Now, Gary Keller's the founder and the owner of Keller Williams, but yeah. this book has nothing to do with real estate. But what it teaches you is if each day you'll pick one thing and, and focus on one thing a day and get that one thing done before noon, your life will change. And that works in real estate. It works in car sales, insurance sales. It works in trying to lose weight. It works in trying to give up tobacco or alcohol or drugs, but if you'll focus on one thing a day. And so what I use that book for with my coaching clients is I say, make your focus one or two expired listings a day, every day. And when you do that, because most agents go in the office, they sit around, they drink coffee, they hope the phone rings, they hope, <laughs> they hope one of their relatives calls or they hope the broker is going to give them a lead and it doesn't happen. So they think they're working. They Does send that, it off. That, yeah, they think they're, and then they go out to lunch with all the realtors. You know, they talk and they talk about business, but they're not doing any business because right. the realtors are actually doing business, aren't in the office. They're, <laughs> right. they're out working. So right. if you want to be one of those realtors who's making money, all you need to do is focus. Do one thing, prospect one expired listing or one for sale by owner a day, every day, five days a week. Take about an hour a day and within two or three months, you'll be a busy realtor. And it, it really, it sounds simple, but that's, that's pretty much it. And I, you know, and, and the, 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 the key with the key is you, you do that package and you send it to them, but you have to do follow up. Now, some people are going to call you cause that's pretty impressive, but most of them still aren't going to call you. The key in any sales is the follow up. And when I say follow up, I don't mean phone call. Right. That's one, that's one of, I teach six methods of follow up. Phone calls, one of them. Every other realtor, even the top realtors, are only phone calling and mailing. That's all they're doing. And we know that people don't like that. So when you use all six methods of follow-up, and when you finally do get a hold of them on one of those six methods, they remember you. And it happens almost every time. They say, Jim, you're the guy that sent that really cool package because it wasn't just an envelope. It's a box. Right. And it, had, it had cookies or brownies, and it has a custom greeting card with a photo of their home on it. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the one the one thing is a phenomenal book, not a real estate book. I promise you, you guys will love it. Seventeen ninety five on on Amazon, Gary Keller. Yeah, I think I have it actually on Kindle, I believe. But the and I'm not sure that I read it. It, it. it was one of those things where somebody said you need this book, and I got it. And my Kindle's filled with books like that. But well, let me tell you, I'll tell you a funny story about that. I I didn't buy that book either. I went to Keller Williams five years ago, five and a half years ago, because I started doing in Kentucky. My first 21 years, I didn't list one home over a million dollars, not one. Didn't list or sell one home. And because this system that I started using back in 09 worked so well, I thought, huh, I should try this on high-end homes. I never did. And I thought, you know, I'm going to try it. So I tried it. And within two months, I listed four homes in northern Kentucky over a million dollars. And it really worked well. Now, our market we only average five sales a year in the Northern Kentucky MLS, five wow. sales. So it just wasn't there. But right across the river, I told you I live like a mile and a half from Cincinnati. The, the Cincinnati MLS averages over 120 sales over a million dollars a year. Jeez. So I got, I got licensed in Ohio. 
And when I did the research, I found out that nine of the top 10 luxury home salesmen, salespeople were women. The first nine were women and number 10 was a guy. Yeah. So I thought, well, all these wealthy people are used to dealing with women. I should probably get a female partner. Mm. And I looked around and looked around and I finally decided to meet with a lady named Michelle Mamo. And she's this awesome agent. And I met with her and I showed her how I got these four listings. And I said, I'm getting licensed in Ohio. I'm looking for a partner. So she, she loved the system and we agreed to be partners only on luxury homes, not on everything. And she happened to be a Keller Williams. Mm. So I needed to go to Keller Williams if I was going to work with her. That's why I went. Yeah. So I, I signed up at Keller Williams and that first day she gave me that book, the, the one thing. Because Gary Keller wrote it, and I guess a lot of agents give it to agents they recruit, and she recruited me, so she yeah. gave me the book. I took it home. I laid on my hammock, and I am 100% sure, Ken, it's the only book I ever read cover to cover in my life. I'm not an avid reader. reader. Wow. But here I am. You know, the previous two months, I listed four homes over a million dollars, and I wanted to focus on million-dollar homes. And Michelle gives me this book that teaches me not only why to focus, but how to focus. Wow. So while I'm la while I'm laying on my hammock in the backyard reading that book, it took about three and a half hours. I decided I made I made my plan up right there. I was going to prospect two expired listings in Cincinnati, in Ohio, not Kentucky, because we don't have any. Two expired <laughs> two expired listings a day, five days a week for two months, and just see what happened. And it worked. I mean, it was phenomenal. And 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 the reason it worked is because. I made that decision to focus, and, and then I followed through and actually prospected two expired listings a day. And over the next, like, four and a half years, I listed dozens and dozens and sold most of them, homes over a million dollars. And and it's real simple. It, it's using a different system and actually getting out there and prospecting. So wow. that, that's that's kind of the gist of the whole book. So, yeah, the, you, you mentioned not reading it. Most of the books that I have at home in my library, I haven't read either. And I know that's the only book in my life I ever read cover to cover. Well, my so, my thing is, is I I and and it's just been a huge shift for me. I've read I don't know how many books, a lot of books. Um, because I didn't, I didn't graduate high school, didn't go to college, and and I realized that uh, you know I needed to become self-educated. So and early on in life, and and but you know like Kindle has been huge for me. Like I I I read on the go all the time, that or audiobooks. So you know I I love Kindle, and and I, I'm pretty sure I have that book on Kindle, but. Um, so, so you've, you've given out some amazing advice. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time that, that I work with that are clients of mine, whether I'm doing consulting or coaching or, or we're working on projects, like your marketing message cannot be about you. I'm sorry. I know that bursts your bubble, but if you make it about you, that makes you like everybody else. If yep. you make your marketing message about the customer, your potential client, you make your marketing about them, you're going to have a different level of success. And by the way, the people playing basketball in the background are making me want to play basketball right now. I'm just going to say it. So um, <laughs> I know I saw somebody out there shooting hoops. I'm like, um, so, but the, you know, am I right? I mean, do you agree with that? Oh, that's the gist of the whole book. Everybody else is doing it one way, and we know we know that this, this, 
and constant mailings of stuff about the realtor and their company. We know that that irritates people. Yeah. So yeah, you're exactly right, and that's that. That's what changed my world, Ken. When I started making my marketing message about my prospect, it's it's really phenomenal, it's and about, it works. Yes, it does, man. I totally agree. Somebody just said on Facebook Live, um, "Did I miss the six follow-up steps he uses?" I, if you just joined, you may have. Um, he you know did, what? You didn't go through all six of them. You you named you, you named a couple of things, but it's in your book, right? Um, you know, some of it is, but I'll tell you, what, I, I have no problem sharing it. You know, I, I grew up, my father was in sales and he was a big Zig Ziglar guy. Zig Ziglar was his man. Yeah. So, you know, you remember eight tracks and cassettes. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember my dad would put eight tracks and cassettes in. I remember hearing this, you know, this man talking and Zig Ziglar says, if uh, you can get whatever you want in life by helping enough other people get what, what they want in life. Now, so the, the methods that I coach are, number one, drop letter, something called a drop letter, whereas you prepare, you're not dropping off. This isn't the card. A drop letter is something you type up. It says, like, your listing is expired. Are you still interested in selling? And then some messages within that drop letter. I'm different than every other agent. Uh, maybe your photos were really bad. Previous photo, previous agent took, used bad photos. And, uh, you know, I'd love to meet with you. Put that drop letter with the expired MLS sheet in an envelope. Now, don't put it in a Keller Williams envelope or a Remax envelope or a Coldwell Banker envelope because if it's somebody like Jim McCord, and we know that most people are like me, they don't really trust realtors. When they, if they come home and they see an envelope from a real estate company at their door, they're probably going to throw it right in the garbage. So yeah. I go I go to Walmart or Staples and I buy 9 by 12 envelopes, yeah. white bubble wrap envelopes, craft envelopes, and I stick that drop letter, the MLS sheet, in my business card. And the drop letter's on top. Then the MLS sheet, then the business card, yeah. paper clip or butterfly clamp those, slip them in there. And I put their name on there, write their name, and I write confidential in quotes. Yeah. And I don't knock at the door because they don't want people knocking at their door. I either I leave it at their door. Yeah. Now, if it's if it's one where they have a mailbox, I'll leave it in their mailbox. Right. And yeah, I know that's illegal, but I and other agents have been doing stuff like that for 25 years. Right. So, I, so you got drop letters. You got the custom greeting card in a gift which is phenomenal you have phone calls you do have door knocks you know you do knock at the door but you don't do that up front you do that after you've done the other methods and the other two methods of follow-up i teach nobody uses at least in real estate except my clients and it really works is i connect with these prospects if your listing expired last night and i'm going after your listing I'm going to go to the PVA or the tax site, and I'm going to find out who owns that house because yeah. it usually isn't, and I'm going to get your names. Then I'm going to research you on Google, find out everything I can about you. I'm going to see if I can find you on Facebook. If I find you on Facebook, I'm going to send you a Facebook message because very few people block that aspect. Right. So even if I'm not connected with you, I can still send you a message. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to search for you on LinkedIn. And if you're on LinkedIn, I'm going to send you a message too. So those are the six methods. I have no problem sharing them. And I use a variety. I use all of those methods, yep. not just not just one or two. And you do the custom greeting cards and the yeah. the the customized. Now we have the ability with this this new company that we're both involved in um, to do customized gifts. Like like it's insane what you can do. So so you're you. Let me ask you this because I can't even believe this. This has flown by. We're 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 coming up on. We got about ten fifteen minutes left, but um, so uh, and I always ask people this, like you know. 
if uh, what do you think because you know the answers i know the answers uh, not always obviously we we all hit those moments where we're like wow how do i deal with this but like you still you have the ability to to push all the fear to the side and go for it anyway no matter what right what is it that you think the most common answer is fear and if you didn't see me interview um, my good friend Sherry Ame the other day she had a near-death experience she died for 90 minutes and and she talks about like she knows what happens on the other side and and she talks about the 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 transformation that occurred when she came back from the dead literally um but like you know uh, the, so i said to her you know the number one answer is fear just so you know that's i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna preface it with that but what do you think stops most people from going forward if whether they're a current realtor they're a current or they're thinking about becoming a realtor or they're in car sales and their their sales numbers just are horrible or whatever it is what is it that you think stops most people in their tracks keeps them stuck i think it's two things i think obviously it's fear but mainly that fear i mean some people even fear success but i think that the fear that they have is fear of rejection mm. you know none of us like rejection nobody likes rejection it's kind of like back when we used to date you know the worst thing in the world was to ask a girl out and she rejected you, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was horrible then it's like, oh my god i'm not going to do this again i don't and know I'm what sure, that's like but yeah well, i'm sure you know <laughs> I'm but, but I, you kidding. know, and, I, and I'm sure that some people have so much fear. I, I don't know any, but I'm sure there are people out there, probably a lot of them who did do that as yeah. a teenager, as a young adult and, and never again ask somebody out because that fear hurts us so much. Yeah. And it's the same thing in sales. I mean, you just have the top agents in your market get rejection. Yeah. Everybody gets rejection. So I think that's number one, like you said, fear and it's fear of rejection mainly. Yeah. And then secondly, I think it's lack of knowledge. Because the knowledge that I know most real estate agents are getting is all the same. And is it bad? No, I'm not going to say it's bad because it does work. But it's I will say it's not good knowledge. So most realtors don't know how to market themselves in a good way. So it's fear and just lack of knowledge. That's my opinion. So where do they get the proper knowledge? Well, you got to search it out. You know, we, we live in this world where there's this thing called Google. And I don't care if you want to fix your washing machine or and there's this thing called YouTube. I mean, you can find out anything you want in the world today. Yeah. Good stuff, bad stuff, anything. And now you also have to be careful with that because there's so much information out there. Just because it's out there doesn't mean it's good. Right. But, you know, you have to be a little bit discerning. And if you do the research, and, and if you think about it, and, you know, we'll go back to real estate. If you look at the statistics, and 80% and of the agents are out of the business within two or three years, well, being a discerning person, that tells me I don't want to do what eighty those 80% 80 of the agents did. I want to do something different. So the information's out there no matter what you're looking for. It's kind of like losing weight or, you know, running a marathon or – you know, switching careers. I mean, you can do all the research you want, and if you're good at it, the information's out there, and you'll find it. So, so, you know, I um, we talked a little bit about this. I'm a recovered alcoholic, 
and and for 16 and a half years now and and pretty much as far back as i can remember prior to that i i i i loved the effect that alcohol had on me right so so i you know i made a lot of dumb 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 errors right and and along the way i you know i had the electric shut off i i couldn't keep a job i lost businesses and relationships and everything and and you know for the person that would would call you up and i ask this question of every guest for the person that would call you and say jim i, I i'm lost my electric's getting shut off tomorrow my car was repossessed last week I've had that happen too, um, and, or you know, I, I'm I'm my wife is leaving me. My dog died. My everything is falling apart. I don't know what to do. I can't feed my kids. I'm stuck. I, help, please help me. What would you say to that person to help them get get? Because you know it starts right there, right? What would you say to that person to help them make the shift? Well, Ken, you know, because you and I have talked a few times before this, and uh, I'm also a recovering alcoholic. Uh, I've celebrated 15 years, November 19th. Mm. Uh, November 19th, 2003, I woke up in a jail cell. Mm. And I had been in a jail cell before because of drinking for mm -hmm. DUIs and public intoxications a couple mm -hmm. other times. And then it was a true jail cell where I was in a drunk tank with other drunks, and that's yeah. where I belonged. Yeah. But, but I didn't learn my lesson. So this time when I woke up, November 19th, 2003, I was in the room, and I didn't know it was a jail. I was the only one in the room, and it was a pretty clean room. There was a decent bed there. There was a toilet and a sink, but, you know, that's all. And I thought I, – I knew my life had been in the toilet for years, a few yeah. years. Yeah. And I thought – I didn't know where I was because it was blackout drinking the last day. Yeah. I didn't remember anything. And I thought, well, maybe my uh, girlfriend at the time or my kids or some of my friends uh, put me in, uh, you know, an institution. Maybe I'm in a psych unit. So I pounded on the door and the guy goes, what do you want? And I said, could you tell me where I'm at? He goes, you're in, you're in jail. I said, <laughs> I'm in, I said, this don't look like a jail. He said, it's a jail, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So I said, what jail is it? He said, it's Bullock County. And I said, where the hell is Bullock County? He said, it's about 30 miles south of Louisville. And I said, well, what am I in jail for? Because it was blackout drinking, as you know, and um, yeah, didn't remember anything. And he said, well, you're lucky, I guess. He said, all you got was public intoxication. He said, you got a $170 fine. He says, you get out at 5 in the morning. And, I, you know, I was like, Phew. Thank God I didn't have an accident because I could have killed somebody I had driven. Yeah. And I was relieved to find out it was only public intoxication. I asked him what time it was. He said it was 1 in the morning, and he had told me I was going to be released at 5 a.m. Wow. I asked him what time I got in. He said 7 p.m., which I didn't remember. Oh, Lord. Wow. Yeah, so I had four hours to lay there and think. Wow. And, you know, some blackouts, you don't remember anything. Some blackouts, eventually it comes back to you. Well, this blackout laying there in that jail cell. I started to remember things, and I actually remembered, Ken, that I had written a suicide note, mm. and I remember that I went into a grocery store, and I made eight copies of that note, and I bought envelopes, and I mailed them. Wow. Yeah, and I, w I was in a lot of debt at the time, um, and it was mainly over debt, you know, and that is what 
you know, what I blame the drinking on too. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, but but I have four, and I truly mean, I know all our kids are awesome, but we, Amy and I, have four just incredible kids. And I laid there and I thought, oh, my God, not only did I almost take my life, but I almost destroyed, not destroyed, but severely hurt my kids. Thank God I didn't do that. Now, you know, how can I make sure I never get to that point again and write another suicide note? Right. And, you know, I talked earlier and you agree life's like this and yeah. life's like that for everybody. And I realize that I'm going to get depressed again. Depression's in my family. Yeah. And I think depression's in most families. And I knew I'd get depressed again. But if I'm never drinking when I'm depressed, suicide's never going to be an option. So I, I just realized in that jail cell, I can't drink again. I'm an alcoholic. You know, you don't have as many blackouts as I had over the years and drive drunk as much as I did. And end up in jail three times. I've been in jail three times, including that one, yeah. you know, without alcohol being a problem. And I realized that if I gave up alcohol, I would – and it has worked for me. I, I, you know, you know how life is. It's like that. And I've had some low times since November 19, 2003, but I will never consider suicide again. Right. And so I, I'm scared to death of alcohol because, you know, I will never drink. I, I, and I love it. I, you know, you got a year more sober than me. And that's no guarantee we won't. Right. right. But I have such a fear of alcohol that I, I can honestly say I, I know I won't drink again. Yeah. But I will say one more thing, and I know you'll agree. Most people don't. You know, some people say, McCord, why would you share stories like that? You know, being that low in your life is I, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Yeah. But it is the best place in the world to have been. It's the worst place to be. But once you've been there and you recover, yeah. you have a, a feeling for life and an appreciation that you never had before. Yeah. And life is just joyous again. Now, is it joyous every second? Of course not. <laughs> but you have you have a completely different aspect of the whole world Amen, in your life. Dude. Exactly. So it's a blessing to have been there. And I, and I don't mind sharing it. I enjoy sharing it. Hey, man, you can use, you know, rock bottom is a is is actually a um, I mean, you know, I, I always believe the elevator can go lower than the bottom floor. Like, <laughs> you know, I've been into the depths of hell with it. So I understand. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't, but, but transparency about it and, and being real about it is to me is, is, Hey, uh, that's what it's all about for me. And I know people that, um, you know, are, are, I call them arrogantly sober. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, like, you the, like want... the, some of the ex smokers, you know, they hate cigarette, they hate cigarette smoke worse than uh, the non smokers do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I'm friends with Grant Cardone and, and that dude's worth what a couple hundred million bucks at least. And I, he talks about it openly. He was in a drug and alcohol treatment facility at 25 years old, you know? And so, so like again, you know, in alcohol, the ironic part is alcohol is a depressant, <laughs> and and I, you know, I can remember like thinking, well, if I just drink enough, I won't feel so bad about my life, and it, yeah. it's actually going the opposite way. So, but listen, man, you're you're so I'm so I'm so grateful that you you took the time to come on the show. You're amazing. How can everybody watching this right now? How can they follow you? 
Uh, YouTube, just search Jim McCord and subscribe to my channel. If you're a realtor, you're, you'll love uh, some of the training videos I have on there. I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty full on my Facebook group. But what I would say is uh, if you're a realtor, there's another group called Nationwide Realtor Forum. Connect with me on LinkedIn and on YouTube. And please, if anybody wants my book free, I'll cover the uh, postage too. I'll send 25 out if you send me a Facebook message, which you can do even if we're not connected. And if you don't mind, Ken, I would love to throw in because, you know, we have life-changing moments in our life and in our business. Yeah. Five weeks ago, I was introduced to a company that I know you were introduced. I don't know if you were introduced a little before or a little after, but uh, we both I, have yeah. that. We, we both have this mutual friend yep. who we both love. He's I, I call him Uncle Demar. Yeah, yeah. He's one. He's Demar. one of my favorite people I ever met in yep. my life. Yeah. And he's the one who introduced me to Banner Season. I believe yep. he's the one who introduced you. Yeah. But yep. Banner Banner Season. No matter what business you're in, or even if you're in no business, if you're retired and you just like to make people happy, yeah. Bannerseason.com. Yeah. Check it out. You can send customized gifts, not only customized cards, but yeah. it's it's totally changing. It's I had to rewrite my book. Now my book's still good, but instead of using that old card company, now I use this company. Yeah. Instead of instead of sending brownies and cookies, imagine you you know you and your wife's house is expired and you get all these packages you would appreciate the card and the brownies but you would eat them and that's it now what i send and what i coach clients to send is a coffee mug and if we were at my home i'd show you some but a coffee mug and i put a picture of your house on that mug yeah it's incredible oh and they got so many gifts it's a it's truly changed my business and it's changed my life so bannerseason.com if you know somebody if not i know ken's a member check in with ken and he can fix you up yeah, you can go with either one of us. If you're a friend of mine already um, and you go with Jim, I'm going to unfriend you. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll probably even block you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I No, I love Banner Season and, and I've, I've, you know, I built DeMar's website and or blog my wife, my wife did and and um, he, so I've kind of known about this. This this was coming for for months and months, but um, it's phenomenal. I've heard I heard about it and all the the pre stuff and and oh my gosh, it is so unbelievable. It really is. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So um, anyway, if I, if I can get one more thing out there, Ken. Yeah. And I know you won't mind. I didn't ask you if I could, but I don't think you'll mind. Go for it, man. I don't care. You know, what, talk about I, anything. I, I, I don't I don't put it on Facebook except I, on my anniversary date I do and once during the summer. But every time I do, I get two or three people that connect with me. So if there's any of you out there that are addicted to drugs or alcohol, uh, please message Ken or me because we've been there yep. and we, we love talking to people. There is a better life out there. Way. And, uh, you know, there's millions of us that have recovered. But yeah. uh, don't don't live in that shell. Contact Ken, me, or uh, you know anybody else. But we've been through it, so don't don't continue living like that. There's a better life out there, and you'll love it. And I, I'm telling you, man, I I, I honestly never thought that it was going to happen for me. I, I you know, and uh, and you know, I remember hearing that 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 um, you know that um, oh, uh, the denial is not a river in Egypt. 
right? right. I mean, I was so much in denial. I, everybody for years told me, dude, if you would just like control your drinking, man, like you get out of control, like just <laughs> ease up, man, like chill. Yeah. You've got so much potential. I heard that so many times, dude. And I, I, I like, <laughs> I thought I got this. You're out. Like, I, like, tell me I have a drinking problem. I'm cutting you out of my life, man. I, I'm sure you did the same thing. You know, there, yep. we're, we're all we're all pretty much the same that do that stuff. So, but man, I I love that that you threw that out there. I always I talk about it, and and a lot of people have reached out to me as I'm sure they have you, and I love helping people through that. And and again, there's there's those that that um, you know they don't get it, unfortunately. So. Right. But um, Jim, thank you so much. I, I genuinely appreciate you coming on, taking the time to be on the show. You're an awesome dude. If you're a real estate agent um, or you're thinking about becoming a realtor, make sure you say the word properly. It's realtor. You're not a realtor. There's no vowel between the L and the T. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have realtors that say realtor and I'm like, ugh. Uh, anyway, so I genuinely appreciate you. I think you're a freaking rock star. Everybody, make sure you go follow Jim on all social media platforms. If you want a free copy of his book, he's offering it to the first 25 people that send him a message. Don't send me a message. Send Jim a, a message, and he will send you a free copy of his book. And I have a feeling that it, it could change your life. So, um, yeah, thank you, Jim. Thank you for having me on, Ken. I can't wait to get together. We live about 90 miles apart, so I, we're going to get together sometime in January or February. I for mean, sure. we can literally just meet for lunch today. What are you doing here in an yeah. hour and a half? So, you drive south, I'll drive north, and we'll meet right, somewhere. Meet halfway. Somewhere. Right, right. So listen, thank you so much. I appreciate it. There's been a lot of people that shared this out too. So thank you guys so much. Thank you all for watching this. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Jim, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. All right. You guys have a great day.